We are here at the uh, Aliyah Mega Event with Nefesh Benefesh, the 2015 edition of the Aliyah Mega Event. And I am told that we are live on both uh, NahumSiegel.com, jmnam.org. You can also uh, get us on the NSN app, of course. In addition to that, if you go to NahumSiegel.com right now, you can watch all the proceedings. You can actually see her by fast in all his glory. Uh, if, if you go to NahumSiegel.com right now, the video is up, and I thank ZK for taking care of the whole thing. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome if you're here in the building at the Crown Plaza in New York City, and welcome if you're listening from around the world, especially if you're in North America, where Nefesh Benefesh has had an incredible impact over the last 13 years. 42,000 Olim, believe it or not. 52 chartered flights. I think we've been on most of them. <laughs> yes, correct. We were on most of them, and then we made our way back here to the U.S. Doesn't one, count. One day that's going to end. One day we're going to break that vicious cycle. Rabbi Joshua Shua Fast is, of course, the founder and executive director of Nefesh Benefesh and joins us to kick things off. Rabbi Fast, welcome back to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to see you. First of all, I love the campaign. I said this to you before the uh, show even started. Make yourself at home. You want people to realize it can be very comfortable in Israel. They don't have to think it's a struggle, a difficult transition, a very tough start over there. They could really literally feel at home once they get to Aretz. It was, besides the, the comfort and the availability and the viability for it, we also wanted to show that the iconic pictures of what Israel is for individuals can actually be the setting for their house. Right. And that's why we schlepped this couch <laughs> throughout. You're serious? Yeah, no. This, this is not Photoshop. This is not Photoshop. Anybody who has seen this, and I'm sure thousands have, anybody who's seen it, it literally is a couch that they put in real scenes. In the shook, we on all, the beach. We all assume. No, this is not Photoshop. What was the shoot like then? It must have, it must have turned some heads, I would It assume. was hysterical. I mean, I can imagine. Are yeah. there outtakes of this? We, we have I'm to, sure we there have are. We'll, we'll, we'll provide that for you after the mega. Everyone uh, assume. I shouldn't say everyone. Certainly uh, people like myself assume that it was all done by computer, uh, you know, um, um, no. imagery no, and all this that. Was, Wow. Real shots. If you're watching from around the world at NahumSiegel.com, this is what we're referring to. We're referring to one of many. This is one of many of couches that were put in iconic scenes in Israel. There are people, by the way, who end up in apartments. I shouldn't say end up. Who proceed to apartments and houses where they do have views like this in Correct. Israel. They have incredible views. Not the couches, views. though. Right. The couches are not being provided, <laughs> but they can certainly get their own. Uh, so make yourself at home. They took it literally and took these uh, couches and let families sit and enjoy the scenery. And it must have been pretty amazing. Uh, I'm sure people walking by could. Although in Israel, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, it, sometimes that you plant a, a couch in the middle of the shuk right. and on the beach side, yes, and it's not it that is big a usual of a deal. practice. <laughs> right? No I'm one, just, no one thought it was odd at all. I would think. I'm telling you, I would think that most people. All, by the way, they they uh, they share this with New York. That sometimes you'll go through New York, there'll be a very odd scene, and it won't seem so odd to actually turn heads. I can see that happening in Israel as well. <laughs> so 42,000 Olim, 52 chartered Aliyah flights, and yet this room is filling up again. Anybody who's listening here is in the background, all the talking and all the conversation going on about moving to Israel. There's so many different topics being discussed here today. How do you explain it? Wouldn't you think after 13 years, all those who are passionate about going to Israel have done so already? No. <laughs> Not at all. And the more people move to Israel, the more their family and friends will follow in their footsteps. And the more that they successfully integrate into Israel, then obviously they'll be promoting and be ambassadors for Aliyah as well. And we see this every single year. The mega event throughout the whole week, all the mega events throughout uh, all the different states have received uh, an increase. But the the New York one especially, 
Um, last year we had uh, 800 people, 850 coming throughout the day. We have over 1,100 people registered as of last night. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and there's a whole line of individuals who did not register, and they're registering right now. They so. want to get in. So it's going to be a, a, a very exciting day. I, and I hope they get there. Sorry. And hope no, they no, get no. Uh, serviced and inspired and educated and get the guidance that they seek. I'm just over-enthusiastic. That's why I'm interrupting. No. I, <laughs> I, I thought of this yesterday. Uh, there are people who run events in the Jewish world who would love for there really to be a cross-section of individuals who attend, you know, from from little kids or, you know, reasonably young kids all the way to people in their 80s and 90s. This might be one of the few Jewish events that legitimately does attract people from, again, teenagers or those who are, you know, set to make a commitment to the Israeli army, moving to Israel themselves, etc., etc., all the way to people in their 80s and 90s. You've had 90-year-old Olin, and today you will see all that. You'll see teens go, all the way up into their 90s. Go to the registration desk, and you just see a complete spectrum, complete diversity of, of the Jewish population outside. It's incredible. Young kids and elderly and religious and secular, it's incredible. And one might think that you and your staff would encourage... You know, people in certain age groups or really work hard to get certain age groups to get to Israel and possibly on a limited basis ignore some of the other groups. After all, you know, uh, people who might be in their retirement years may not be able to give as much to the land and to the state as others. But no, that's not the case at all. You're encouraging everybody as much as possible. We're service providers, and that means that our staff has to be equipped to guide and and assist every single sector within our Jewish population. And and we also pride on on the fact that this might be a unifying factor within our Jewish population. That there's so much diversity out there, and there's actually a shared commonality of spirit, of idealism, of people wanting to move to Israel. So instead of making it a sector, um, or partisan, or a specific audience... Oh, there we go. I I got power now. You unify the population. Maybe, in fact, someone did hit that. Who knows? I'm not even near it. (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, first of all, an amazing uh, list of choices for the Bonate Sion Awards this year. Thank you. Look, every year that you've had it, you've done a good job. It was very difficult this year. You're telling me that there are even other qualified people as qualified as these? It was so difficult. At the end... It uh, doesn't make sense. How many wonderful folks are in Israel that are filling positions like this and doing such incredible work? Rabbi Dr. Seth Farber, John Medved, Professor Charles Sprung, uh, Usher Weil, Asaf Stein, I should say Dr. Asaf Stein, Connor Reifman's wider, uh, Tal Brody, who I, I can't believe he wasn't in the first class of Bodetzio Awardees. What an amazing choice. He's, he's one of the greatest ambassadors Israel has. Correct. So we started last year. There are certain individuals who are just uh, have been incredible personalities in Israel, and we decided to give a lifetime achievement. So we did that for Professor Click Lex here, right. and uh, we wanted to make sure that he received uh, the honor. And this year it was uh, hands down for Tal, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see who receives the next year. But it's 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 so inspiring sitting around the room also with with personalities themselves that can who have been awarded and have been right. in positions and uh, and discussing for them to see who they value and 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 their anecdotes that they brought to the table. And the diversity in that room is, is, is exceptional. Oh, I thought your point was that they all were recommending other people and were uncomfortable themselves taking the award. No, then I said, I started off the day as I did last year. I said, you all deserve awards, but we're not here for you. <laughs> so let's, let's just open up the teaks and open a file. If you want to be awarded, then leave now and come back for next year. 
And they're like, okay, okay. <laughs> then they might be eligible. <laughs> they might be eligible. But I would assume, but, but, but just uh, emphasizing my point, that these seven that I mentioned were probably uncomfortable receiving the award. You know, I'm sure. I mean, it, it they was, appreciate it, it, but you know how they, it is. They were, they were humbled by it. Let's put it They were way. humbled, but it's fascinating to see that when you recognize the the challenges overcome and the sacrifices that people have made and the impact, um, people are, were very, very moved by it. Right. And Kyle Brody mentioned that there was no Nebuchadnezzar when he met Eliyah? Countless times. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and, uh, no, but it, 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 it really buttressed the whole fact why we have it. Not only that we want to promote North American uh, or Anglo influence within Israel and also give Hakarat Tov, but also just to, to give a sense for that, those individuals uh, that they've, uh, they've accomplished something. Well and deserved. Well yeah. deserved. And we'll make a big, big deal about it as we get closer to the event. Um, and I just, you know, uh, satisfy my fascination with sports and this whole thing. Is there any better ambassador? Better is a wrong word. Who could be equal to Tal Brody in terms of lifetime ambassador? Of North Americans to Israel, is he? Is there anybody else that you could? I mean, you mentioned 2016. There'll be a there'll be, uh, there'll be a, a, a lifetime achievement. Because I believe he may be all in all the best ambassador for North. You think America. so? I I, th- I just thought it was such a natural choice. I, I'm commending you for an incredible choice. I think he's just. Is there anybody who can attract so many different segments? I look forward to surprising you next year. <laughs> There'll be an even better one. <laughs> no, maybe better, maybe. but equal. Maybe we'll make you the ambassador next year. Then I have to leave, and I can't even conduct a whole. Search you can't even be it. at the meetings. That would be a can't shame. Pass on the good brunch. That would be terrible. <laughs> Five thousand Olima become soldiers through Nefesh Benefesh and the Israeli army. That tradition continues. Again, you'll probably meet people here today who want to do that this upcoming summer or once the school we year. We have a representative of the army here as well, helping. This is a time of year when a lot of people enter the army, Correct. right? This is Purim Pesach time. Correct. This is an important time of year. And when we've been on the summer flights, we have enjoyed how half of the flights often are filled with, with single Israeli soldiers, which is incredible. You also have here, among the statistics, 183 communities throughout Israel. Yeah. To some, that might sound like an exaggeration. No, there are hundreds of communities in Israel. 183 communities I'm now enjoy. I'm saddened that only 183 of them have, uh, there should be 300, 350, 400. But 183 is fine. 183 communities have never been never Some living. of them have 5,000. Some of them have 50. Some right. of them have five. Might have a family or two. But it's, but they've, it shows that it's not, when you think of Aliyah in North America, it's not three different, Beit Shemesh, Yushalayim, Renana. It's not that. It's right. not that, it's not, been that way for a long, long time. Isn't and people have a pioneering spirit, and they want to venture out to different communities. And once people go and break and, and jump into the ocean, other people uh, feel that it's not so much of a risk and something a little bit more normative. Is Mega Event 2015 very different because of, uh, I don't know, a specific topic that's being discussed this year that wasn't in other years, or a seminar that's being conducted that was not here last the year? The two major differences for today, besides the, the numbers and the increase uh, of attendees that we're expecting today is that uh, there's a little bit more of, you can see the vendor, we have 46 different um, booths here, right. which is uh, quite impressive. We're trying to increase the variety of needs that the OLIM might have and make sure that there is some kind of representation here. And second, because of the elections on Tuesday, oh. we're able to start the event without any opening ceremony. Interesting. <laughs> you like that, huh? <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> we just go with a cold opening, and you're fine and you with that. And go straight. It's, it's purely for the Olim, and we don't have to sit for half an hour and 
and have dignitaries from Israel. I'm gonna, no one's listening to this because they're all in the election mode, but if they were, I would be in trouble. And, and this way we can focus on the Olim and they can come and they can go straight to seminars that are starting. And all that got to Israel when could vote to this coming Tuesday. And all yeah. that got there as late as when could vote this coming Tuesday. January. Yeah, if someone got to Israel in January as an Ola yeah. and became a citizen, they could vote this coming Tuesday. It's too late for you. Is that a uh, is that a big deal? By the way, is that like you know are people taking people that? people are very moved by it for the first time that they can they yeah. that it they must can be vote. Amazing. No, holding your two dancing hoops and going to a booth and you're with with a semel with a symbol of the state of Israel on your on your. I was I was emotional the first time. The more unstable governments we have, the more frequent it becomes. <laughs> and the less emotional you get. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. My, my son was able to vote. My son's voting this, this year, his first wow. time. And it's, uh, it's also very moving. Will you be back to vote in Israel? I think we're all getting back Everyone's to vote. Everyone's going to make sure. Yeah, we're all, I think we're all shuttling. The whole staff and all the vendors are shuttling back to the airport tonight and tomorrow morning. I assume Nefesh, but Nefesh is not at all endorsing any candidates. Of course so, not. We cannot. And whoever <laughs> does win prime ministership, you'll be able to work with them to continue to promote North American Aliyah. Well, we've reached out to, to all the candidates over the last few months to make sure that they recognize who we are and they recognize the importance of North American Aliyah and uh, make sure that they've expressed their commitments across Across the party line. Do they all get it? Yeah. They do all get yeah. it. Uh, you mentioned here, by the way, there's a, a, a blurb about the United Kingdom because you actually have an official program okay. right, with the United Kingdom. Is there an official program with France or not at this point? And no. Is it in demand? Are people from France? There is a demand. The government is seeking us out as well to uh, create an infrastructure for French Olim. Um, things were moving at a very fast pace before uh, before. The, the tragedy in France and then the, the elections, the call for elections, so things have been basically frozen. I'm sure the new government that comes in, we can pick up where, where we left so off. So at some point before the end of 2015, we might see an official program with French jury. It's or, or at least offering our services to French who've arrived in Israel so we can help them integrate. Right. Boy, that's very important because I hear that there is a... Uh, There's a tremendous demand. Pretty amazing. All right, Rabbi Fast, you stay right there for a moment. Is Mark Rosenberg joining us? Say it again. In one minute he's joining us? All right. Ah, okay, I got you. We're live from the uh, Nefesh Benefesh mega event. More coming up right here if you keep it at the Nahum Siegel Network. Mark Rosenberg will join us. Rabbi Fast will stay with us. All part of our all part of our um, network programming from this mega event, which will attract over 1,100 people. Watch the video of everything happening right now. If you go to NahumSiegel.com, watch the video right now on the homepage at NahumSiegel.com. Hinenikan, ach, 
Hustle and bustle of Jerusalem. This is what Rabbi Fast looks like, founder of Nevis Benevis. I think this is how I look. This is how I, oh, you're saying even in Jerusalem <laughs> you look this way. <laughs> it's on the flights that I'm a little bit more stressed and well, we tired. We've with you on those flights, and I'll tell you, as stressful as they may be, it's incredible the atmosphere because people are feeling like they're going home. And they get there having not slept the entire flight, and they're on the greatest high of their lives. It's just incredible. What a celebration. Uh, Rabbi Fast, we look forward to seeing you in Aretz, of course. Amen. 
Um, those communities will continue to grow. The number's going to be even larger next time. Anybody who does not make it here today, you've made it very easy for them. There's a website. There's a and website. Money of the seminars we're also taping today, so we're going to be posting on our website as well. Unbelievable. nbn.org.il, and people can start their application process there. And uh, what else is there to say? I hope today's a major success, and a lot of these Amen. people uh, end up on these summer flights. We hope so. That would be the natural, right? It's not That's March. the natural. That's the natural. They That's end up the on this summer. On a group flight, on a summer flight, in the right. near future. That's right, Hashem. Tadaraba. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Rabbi Yoshua Fess, as far as I'm concerned, one of the great heroes of modern Jewish history. That would make him uncomfortable to say it in front of him. That would make him uncomfortable. That's why I said it when he was already drifting away from the from our makeshift studio here at the Crown Plaza. Mark Rosenberg, though, is drifting in. He's director of the Pre-Aliyah here at Nefesh Benefesh. He has been uh, he has been following closely all these events that have been going on and watching as the population increases each and every year at the mega event. Mark, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network. Good afternoon. Nice great, to see you, sir. Great to be back. What is your reaction to the fact that now you're at 1,100 registrants and you're likely will have even more than that here today? Bayot um, Ashirim. The problems of the of the happy, I should say, is that we had actually had a discussion about how to cap off the rooms, what to do with the overflow of people, whether we should move venues. Um, it is fantastic when you plan for something and it really comes to fruition, um, but it is uh, overwhelming. We're still. Uh, Riding the high of all the preparation, to hard to believe that it's actually March 15th. It's sort of like its own Lael Seder. It says, oh, you prepare for it, you prepare for it, and we're finally here, and I uh, can't believe that it's happening. Are we suggesting that we may have, might have outgrown the Crown Plaza at this point? It's official. We have. We have uh, we've, we're using downstairs, and we're using a few rooms upstairs, so wow. uh, we have plans. We Last year, we talked about actually going to one of the college campuses in the area. Um, but we but we were we said you know let's make sure that this is the right thing for us um, and it's it's a it's a fantastic challenge for us to have. You have a schedule here. Those watching can see it. I'm holding it up. Uh, how do you decide, or basically, does every category and subject get covered at this Nefesh Benefesh event? Because I was going to ask how you decide which topics to cover, but you may just tell me everything's here, and we just make sure to you know to plot it in where it belongs. It's a bingo. You just have right. to you know put down what session you want to go to. We cover we cover all the major topics. Um, it's important for people to understand that it's, uh, I, I like to just to be honest, it's naturally overwhelming. So what we want to, we want to make sure that people are whelmed. So if you miss a session, you're able to speak to the professionals one-on-one. We have lots of webinars online. We sort of have, we have broken it down so that people can digest it. So sh- pe- people shouldn't feel the pressure to say, oh, which session? I didn't come with my spouse, so we're, we're going to divide up, but there's three sessions. What are we supposed to do? Uh, we want to make sure that people are able to digest the information in the way that's going to be easiest for them to move forward with their Ali Is there anything on this list that was not here last year? Um, we actually have upped a lot of, uh, uh, even, even on top of last year, another uh, employment session. We have uh, overflow sessions um, that we, we actually did this year. One is quick talks, um, quicker sessions that are you know in between the slots so people can have 20 minutes with certain professionals, whether it's a financial analyst, whether it's someone from the Army, whether it's someone about uh, a lawyer about renting or buying a home, as well as we're really having um, overflow Q&A sessions. Because um, on the other side over here, the Nefesh Benefesh tables and the Jewish agency tables, there are like three or four people deep waiting to get in their three minutes to ask their question. Um, so we actually thought we'd do some group therapy and come downstairs and we'll have some Q&A sessions on the topic of employment, higher education, and just the general Aliyah questions. I don't, you know, education, of course, as it applies to elementary school, high school, because kids are often involved in Aliyah, obviously. Uh, I remember those being big topics. Higher education, though 
it's, it seems like, I don't know, maybe it's just from my own experience, it seems that people are expressing a greater interest in what they can accomplish in Israel in terms of higher education than they have in the past. I would absolutely agree. I think that one of the realities uh, that the government of Israel did in trying to offer a package to help new immigrants was you're eligible for a free BA or free MA under the age of 30. Uh, we're lobbying the government to lift that, maybe expand people who want to retrain. Uh, we need a government to uh, do that to continue our lobbying efforts. <laughs> we're working on that. We're working on that. We'll see how that goes. Um, but it's important to realize that I think what happened with uh, the Great Recession, whatever they call it, about six years ago, was that people are graduating from law school and they're not guaranteed a job. And it was this realization is, well, I have to go to school and actually get the skills that are going to put me in place to get something in the job market. And that's actually what that's how Israelis think. They don't say what they don't say. Okay, I'm going to go to school. What job I'm going to get? They say, I, what job do I want? I want I, what job do I interested in? And what what degree is going to help me uh, acquire that? Uh, that, that, that position. So the free MBA, for example, is that people say, wow, I really want to get a job in Israel. I want to go into business. I need to get an MBA. It's going to put me back three or four years of paying off those loans. I can go to Israel and study for free. Right. Okay? And even if they study in English where it's partially subsidized, that's a lack of uh, college debt that is pressured on you to maybe work in a company you don't want to work in or, uh, or put yourself farther away from that dream of living in Israel. So we want to translate that experience for people who come for their BA. Uh, there's no such, you know, actually there's one program in Israel that has a liberal arts degree. So people, a BA is three years. So you don't, you know, if you study literature like I did, then you don't take any science or math classes. Or if you do engineering, you don't take any literature or history classes. Law is a BA in Israel. So we want to make sure that people have the proper expectations, whether they're bringing college-age children or they themselves are coming for a BA or MA. What does it mean to actually get into the schools? I just want to throw one pro tip out. Sure. I think it's important to say is that um, you don't, I know I, I went to a school here, you apply to to the university to get into. So we want to tell people that you're actually applying to the school within the university. So if you go to the engineering school, you're not applying to Hebrew University. You're applying to the Hebrew University Engineering School, and everything's negotiable. Because you're not, you're not against this big system that's out there. You're, you're against these, the, the person that's in the admittance office for that degree, and you're able to say, well, what about this coursework? What, about, what if I do this? What if I take the test again? Um, and maybe, as, as with everything in Israel, everything's negotiable. I was going to say, in Israel, there's always room for discussion. <laughs> I always like to say every advantage is also a disadvantage. Some, some people are very shocked when they come to Israel and they're like, oh, why are, why are Israelis like, pushing the prices or asking you about this? There's an advantage also when you're going to college that you can say, what about if I do this coursework or how can I stretch this out? And often the universities are very amenable. Mark Rosenberg is here. I know we're talking about education, just to stay with it for a moment. How soon after someone moves to Israel can they take advantage of that? Free BA or immediate as soon as they're a citizen. Immediately, um, it's important to say that most schools start after the Chagim. Right. I can't say the school starts in September because the Chagim moves. So the first week after Sukkot, university always start. So there are rolling admissions. So someone who makes Aliyah, now we're in March, someone comes in May, they can apply and start in October. Someone who comes in September, October, it's going to be harder to get in. Um, there aren't so many programs that you can start in the winter semester like here in the New York area. Um, it's an attitude that is changing. So as long as you come within the start of the academic year in September, October, then you're good to go. Now the school year is really a year in Israel. Yes. Interesting. And I noticed here that you had a, a, se a special session going on for medical professionals in general. You've always done this. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say always. For the last three, four years, you've really concentrated on helping doctors, dentists, nurses adjust to life in Israel and also realize that there's hope for employment for them in Israel. What can you tell us today about that category? Well, there's always been hope, and I think it's. I think if you think historically, I, first of all, I always feel bad coming after Rabbi Fast after speaking about the greatness of Aliyah. But the great Aliyah of the Russians in the 1990s—they're all retiring, all these doctors. So Israel has this hope and need for medical professionals. 
But the reality of everything negotiable in Israel is that you know sometimes they encounter that no. Right. Oh, you know this document's missing something. What's going to happen? Or no, you, you know you didn't take this course when you were studying at Stern College. So what we actually have done in partnership with the Ministry of Health is we've brought we brought the, the people who are involved in the licensing process. And they are they are sitting upstairs, opposite dentists, opposite physicians, opposite speech therapists, and they're looking over and slicing through the bureaucracy to say, well, you are actually online to be licensed, which shortens the period of, wait, of waiting time that they need to actually earn a pronounce in Israel. And I think that that step is that there's a difference between the hope and need to actually advancing people's processing to let them know that, oh, this is going to be your timeline, not to make all that, this is your timeline to actually work in a clinic or hospital. And that own. might sum up the whole Nefesh Nefesh experience. You're trying to cut as much time as possible from all these processes so people can get going as soon as possible and not feel frustrated like they may have in the past. Mark Rosenberg, great job as usual. Uh, I hope today's a great success, and you're going to meet a lot of people that are ready to move. Um, well, I'd like to share, we sat together last year. Um, I looked over the statistics right beforehand. About a fifth, a little over a fifth of the people who attended last year have already made Aliyah. A fifth means about, about 200 or so. About, two, about, about 185 100. have made it out, not to mention the people who are still applying and the people who are just interested and came out to a- ask questions. So that was about oh, no, almost 850, 900 people that came last year. Um, and here we're already pushing over 1,000. So it's amazing to see that we're planting these seeds and we're, we're, we're thrilled to celebrate this small step forward in their planning and look forward to welcoming them. In oh, event. and I should ask you, because you were, there were other mega events you were at this week, right, in yes. other cities. Do they also get that type of percentage? Um, we actually are, yes, a little bit lower than the New York because of the, the, the total numbers. Um, Montreal was actually uh, quite amazing. Uh, we actually had oh, just, uh, just under 200 people come out. Um, with a lot of great questions, but I think that I think it's important. You, you asked in the beginning about the schedule and how right. pe- and how people juggle the schedule. I think that what's the most amazing thing about looking around this room and the buzz is that all of our information is online. Uh, we have webinars almost every Sunday. You can call us at one eight six six. My team is answering the, answering the phone right now when people are calling. A lot of people can get that information online, but they're coming out to connect. And they're coming out to take their plans one step forward than just listening or reading. So when you see 200 people come out in, uh, in Toronto and in Montreal and 250 people in Florida, it's, it's this nice momentum seeing that this that, uh, Aquila, a sort of community, is stretching beyond just this idea to actually uh, how to build that community in Israel. Unbelievable. It's so great that it's happening all around this country and that Israel, of course, continues to grow with North American Olim. Uh, nbn.org.il and 8664-ALIYAH is the toll-free number you were alluding to. Mark Rosenberg, thank you, sir. Great seeing you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate you. Have a great day as well. More coming up. This is the Nahum Siegel Network. You can watch everything that we're doing. If you go to the uh, webpage, the homepage, NahumSiegel.com. Shalom, Adoshem, Hallelujah, Elokai Zion, Shabbi Yerushalayim, Adoshem, Hallelujah, Elokai Zion. Very 
Nachum Single Network, here we are. Make sure to be uh, watching, not just listening, but watching at NachumSiegel.com so you can see all the proceedings here as we continue to uh, speak with guests from the Aliyah Mega event here at the Crown Plaza in New York City. You can catch all the action audio-wise at jmnam.org and NachumSiegel.com. And again, the video, the live video is happening right now on our website at the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, Ron Nachshon is with us, and he and his wife, Sarah, are going to be making Aliyah from Washington Heights. And that happens this coming August. Ron, welcome to the Nahum Single Network. Thank you. Good to be here. So uh, is this an exciting day for you, that you're not just a participant, a registered uh, participant at the event, but you're actually an Ole? Or sure soon is. to be an Ole, I should say? Yes, we came last year and we were just observers. Uh, and then over the past year, we've had some conversations and now we're fully approved and on board to make Aliyah, so it's really exciting. So not us. to overstate the obvious, but this event had a big effect on, <laughs> on making this happen last year. Yes, it did. And when did this final decision, when was it made? When did you say to yourselves that uh, that's it, we're going? Probably around last summer when we 
got married, but we were talking about it before, but then we said, you know what, it's it's happening, and you just had to kind of made that decision and decided that we were going to do it. And so. what's your greatest concern? Are things like employment and the where to live? I mean, have you taken care of these things yet? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of financial sacrifices, as everybody talks about. Um, so, But we're young, and we're pretty hopeful and excited that things will work out. Um, so... I mean, you know, if you go in with a lot of concerns, then you can get bogged down. But you need to just kind of take the leap, and I think we'll we'll figure it out. But uh, sure, I am jealous of your idealism of youth. It's yeah. so amazing. Oh, it's so <laughs> incredible! Let I'm me sure we'll it. get hit with the realism of Israeli bureaucracy. But All right, hey, like you say, at your age, you can handle it, right? Simple <laughs> as that. And your wife is a nurse. That's right. And she's ready to uh, do the same thing in Israel, I assume. Yep, she's a registered nurse here. Has been working. Uh, she just has to get certified there. So. Right. Is that a difficult process? I, mean, how do, uh... Uh, I think it takes some time. Uh, you have to study. They offer the exam twice a year. Uh, so she has to restudy, I suppose, and then just get certified there and hopefully find work once once that's completed. At what point do you decide where you're going to live in Israel? <laughs> well, uh, we're moving up north For sure. to Haifa. Uh, so that was a decision that we made. Uh, and you chose Haifa because... We wanted to go north, but still be in civilization, uh, have some sort of Anglo presence, have you know the government nearby so that we can settle in, uh, and then figure it out from there. We both have a lot of family in you know the Jerusalem and in the Gush, so I'm sure we'll be in that region a lot as well. But we'd like to start up north and see what becomes realistic as as we settle. So very interesting. So you'll be in Haifa. It happens this August, right? You're on. You're on, I guess, what would that be, the first flight after Tishabov, like in that area of the calendar? Yeah, uh, there's an August charter flight, which right. we'd like to make. We don't know the date yet, but once they tell us, we can hopefully get on board that. Right. It's very exciting. It's a tremendous celebration. I'm telling you, like, I'm so experienced at this, but I've been on a couple of those <laughs> flights. It's the most amazing experience. If you have family and friends there, they'll probably be at the airport with big signs and balloons ready to welcome you. For sure. that alone, it's worth the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had this uh, vision since you were a high schooler or even earlier? Like, have you been thinking about Israel your whole life? Yeah. So my parents are very Tzioni. I was actually born in Jerusalem because ah. um, they made Aliyah and then came back. Um, but it's been kind of in my blood ever since I was little. So it's something I've always wanted to do. And what about your wife, Sarah? Same thing? or? Uh... Yeah. Uh, she has two siblings there, and her family goes pretty frequently. So it's a value that's instilled in us, and it's where we want to build our home. So Incredible. So today you walk around like big shots. Today? I mean, this is this is nothing for you. You've been through this whole process already. You know what a mega event's like. Today you're walking around like the experienced people that you are. I guess so. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm overstating it a bit, huh? <laughs> and enjoying the proceedings and saying to yourselves, thank God you made the decision you, uh, you made. Yeah, definitely. We're very grateful and we feel very blessed to have this opportunity. So, Well, to you and your wife, I say mazal tov. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Wonderful meeting you. And we hope to see you on the other side, as we say. Thank you. Hope to see you there. Who knows? With the number of flights we've been on, <laughs> maybe we'll see you on the actual flight itself. <laughs> Ron and Sarah Nachshod are moving to Israel. It sounds like Haifa in August of 2015. He's in finance. She's a nurse. This is a perfect example of a young couple who have taken advantage of the Aliyah Mega event, introduced themselves to the process last year, and now are full-fledged, ready-to-be Olim uh, and move this coming summer. They're moving from Washington Heights all the way to the heights of Israel up north. So we say congratulations to them and a pleasure meeting them here today. More coming up from the Mega event. It's Mega Event 2015 at the Crown Plaza in New York City as uh, we continue right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
Shadats uh, with uh, Kachol V'Lavan here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We're on the web at nachumsegel.com, jamnam.org. I want to thank Matis Weingast, had me on this morning during JM Sunday. Spoke about our JMNAM fundraising marathon. Don't forget you can give at jamnam.org and nachumsegel.com. If you want to watch the proceedings here, if you want to watch what's going on, uh, all you got to do is go to our uh, homepage at nachumsegel.com. The video is up, and you can watch and see what's happening uh, right now, uh, we just met some incredible brand new Olim. We're going to be heading to Israel during the summer of 2015. It all began for them right here at the mega event last year. Now they are uh, experienced at this game, and they're here today to uh, solidify their their aliyah to Haifa, Israel, this coming summer, which is pretty amazing. So more coming up if you keep it right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And... Um, we will have an opportunity to meet more old women. Jamie Keller is going to be joining us. She'll talk about life in Israel and transitioning her incredibly successful business all the way to the Holy Land from the United States. That and more happening if you keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
Love when we get an opportunity to play some of the great uh, Israel and Jerusalem hits when we do our show from the mega event. It's the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks for tuning in. Rachel Berger's here. She's director of Post Aliyah and Employment and is here to discuss Israel's job market. Rachel, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for having me. Great to see you. Is there employment? Are there jobs in Israel? Of course, the answer is yes. Yes. But we need experts like yourself to guide everybody how to find the job that's best for them. So I'm going to tell you some statistics of last month. Please. We had over 600 jobs on our job board. Right now, if you go to the job board, you'll see 300 postings that are current postings opening right now. 
We're in touch with 2,700 companies, and we're considered the English language placement department. And it's really awesome. It's awesome for Olim. It's awesome for us. And I think we're really able to have an impact. Uh, sound may sound like a silly question. Anybody who gets on that plane already has a job or not necessarily so? Mostly not, uh, but we do the placements in Israel. The employers prefer to have the people in Israel. But what we do now and at this mega event is that we connect people, no matter what their field is, with employers in Israel so that they can start the conversation. So moms and dads and other adults in Israel are spending the first couple of months very often, I assume, going on job interviews and exploring the job market aggressively. Yeah, they are, but uh, because they come through Nefesh Benefesh, many of them are very prepared, oh, yeah. and they have a sense already of who the employers are. They they will have been in touch with contacts in their fields, with their network, and so they know what they're walking into, and that's the most important thing. When you know what you're walking into, where the opportunities are, you can really make stuff happen. You know how difficult the job market is in this area of the I, world? It's I've very heard, difficult. Yeah. Is Israel better? Is there a way to compare? So, is there- from all the statistics that I read in the marker and from my own personal experience, it is much better. I'll tell you a story. Uh, there was a woman who came to me in her 50s, okay, which we all know is not necessarily an easy time to transition right. within the job market. And she had been living in Teaneck, and she was a marketing uh, executive. And um, we took her resume, and we uh, formatted it, we sent it out, and she got... Interviews, And she said to me, you know, I was sending my resume out in New York for two years. I did not get interviews. She's working now at one of the prestigious museums in Israel, you know, and she has she she took uh, Mayor Bloomberg when he was the mayor around. She said, who thought that could be my job? (laughs) So it's really, really amazing. (laughs) Unbelievable. So you never know. Uh, There's plenty of hope. A lot of opportunities. Any specific industries over the last 12 months since the last mega event that are opening up or are further open than they were or basically everything is the way it's been? So I would say that if there was somebody who was a student and studying right now in the area of technology to strongly consider mobile technology, apps, and that kind of thing, that is really booming. We always know that technology is something very hot in Israel, but specifically in the apps and mobile. Um, and all in Tel Aviv or other areas as well? Other areas as well. Obviously, the center is Tel Aviv, but uh, but other areas as well. And some remote areas that you wouldn't expect. Um, Beersheva wants to be the cyber capital of the world. And there are people, if you come with good skills, there are jobs. And the other thing is English language. People who have English language skills really do find opportunities utilizing their marketing and uh, writing skills. Uh, I can only imagine how many people you speak to on a weekly basis. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the potential employers. I'm talking yeah. about people who are not in a panic. I don't want to present that kind of situation, but are concerned about getting a job in Israel and being... So the people I meet with, I, I wouldn't use the word concern. That's really not what's going on. When I have an appointment, and, and I really do have a lot of appointments all day, it's much more... Uh, with people who are confident that there is a job, they want to get the right job, and that's what we're working on. I don't have people, I don't really have a lot of people come to me, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. That's not what we're dealing with. We're dealing with this is my skill set, and I want to find the appropriate job. I had a woman who was already on her second job in Israel, a young lady, came in and said, I'm super excellent. 
and they're only paying me X, and I want to get Y, and I'm worth it. And I was like, rock on. Go <laughs> forth. Now let's see how we're going to present you so that you can get it. And and she closed deals rather quickly. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. There you have it. Uh, Rachel Berger says that if you want information about any of this, you can go to the website at nbn.org.il, and there are employment webinars. You'll be giving a seminar today here right, at the Crown right. Plaza, and plenty of information. It's all online. It's available to everyone. And they and should can be go, in touch with you. Uh, for sure, employment at nbn.org.il, and they should also go on both LinkedIn and Facebook and look up Nefesh Benefesh Jobs. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Continue your amazing work. It's because of you that people are able to move to and then stay in Israel. So, yeah, Thank to you. you so much. A pleasure. Thank you. Rachel Berger is director of uh, Post Aliyah and Employment. Director, yeah, director of Post Aliyah and Employment for Nefesh Benefesh. Jamie Geller, who made quite a splash everywhere in the Jewish world when she announced she's heading to the Holy Land. That's for sure. Jamie Geller is here. Check it out right now. Go to NahumSingle.com. The video is up. We're live. You can see me and Jamie Geller talk about life in the Holy Land. Jamie Geller, welcome to the Nachum Siegel Network. It's my first time on the Nachum Siegel Show. Wow. What do I have to do to I remember, get on? <laughs> I remember my first time. You're speaking much better than I did my first time. I can tell you that much. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? I'm so excited. I had to fly from Israel to New York to That's be on the That's what show. happens. People who move to Israel, they get rewarded right. by hearing on shows like this. Well, uh, This must be a very busy time for you. You know, after all, we're between Purim and Pesach. I, How can I speak to an expert gourmet chef at this time of year? The nerve that I have. I have to tell you, I always say I'm like an accountant, and this is my tax season. This is. I'll be back and forth twice before the Seder, and I land in Israel just a few hours before the Seder. Oh, my gosh. And just like those accountants before April 15th, right. you're probably pulling all-nighters and up uh, day and night. I hope things. you don't have that good lenses. My <laughs> eyes are like red and blurry from lack of sleep. Um, we're cooking up a storm like crazy. I was with three days in Manischewitz at Chelsea Market. I'm oh. in Livingston, New Jersey tonight for a demo. I'm in Brooklyn for an event and for a shoot, and I come back for the Today Show in two weeks. Fantastic. And Is I, that going to be a Passover theme? This of course. Show? Of course. They what need to know Kathy about Lee and Hoda, They want to make matzo balls. <laughs> Is that what they were told? Oh, yeah. Matzo balls. Uh, last year I made matzo balls with them and brisket. I don't know what they're going to choose this year. So uh, I wonder if they really meant it when they said they enjoyed matzo balls. You know, you never she know. said she, she had the best time. We had so that. much fun, and the food was delicious, and everyone really loved it. Such a kiddush Hashem to be on, you know? When did you say to yourself you're going to the Holy Land? Oh, I didn't. My husband said it to me. Ah, he said it to me when we were engaged, so I said, okay, great, find another girl. <laughs> and then eight and a half years later, I became the spokesperson for Ali. <laughs> it's I amazing. Mean, yeah, it was a total... And, and you must have thought at least twice before moving your whole operation thousands of miles away. Sure. I mean, it did take a few years. I pushed it off a few years because I felt like we weren't ready, we weren't ready. And then we kind of got to a place with the company that we felt established at joyofgrocery.com. Right. We have a worldwide audience. And I felt like there's actually, not only can I do it from Israel, but there's value to being in Israel. Like, people love the Israel story. They love the Israeli food, the Israeli cuisine, and so we bring a piece of that, you know, onto the content as well. Is the story still developing, or uh, we're completely settled now in Israel? Uh, I mean, I feel like the story is always developing, right. but uh, we're not coming back. I mean, I, like it's such a blessing and a privilege to live there and to be there. And I just saw someone in the ladies' room, and she was like, <laughs> "We're women talking." They're putting on their lipstick, and she said. 
you're still there, right? I said, yeah, I'm still there. Can't you tell? I just hear to let everyone else know that it's the place to be. Uh, and you and look, you're involved in a hundred different things. Yes. You mentioned the magazine. Yeah. Everyone continues to be Thank you. knocked off their feet every Thank time they you. see it. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Joy of Kosher magazine is just incredible. The level of professionalism. Thank you. The articles, the photos, everything Thank seems you. to just come together so nicely. Thank you. You have an amazing editor-in-chief. Her name is Shifra Klein. Right, she's we met often, her and she's incredible. Yeah, she's often on the Nachum Siegel Network. Right. We're regulars on Naomi Nachman's right. show. And she's just a, such a fan and a supporter. Naomi also does a lot of work with us. Sure. and. Uh, we, we're just so blessed and so happy that everyone is so receptive to like high quality. You know, my background is as a television producer at right. HBO. So it's like a really high level of production standard that I wanted to bring to the kosher and Jewish world. And it's just wonderful that it's being received. All right. What's the big dish in Israel? Something you cook there you never cooked in the United States? Shakshuka. That's the thing. Huh? I mean, it's like I order it even when I come here. I'm like, is that wrong? Is that weird? <laughs> it's awesome diet food. It's so healthy. And I love shakshuka. Did I just see it somewhere over the weekend? Was it's it, everywhere. Was it in the New York Times? magazine or something there's a there's a i'm telling you there's a oh i know where i saw it i think it would the jewish press is now going to be flattered that i compared them to the new york times <laughs> right. magazine no, i could see the, the you jewish know, press magazine confusion. the jewish press magazine right. this past issue had a shakshuka recipe well, it seems it seems to be the thing well they're on trend then they're, yeah they are yeah. trending is right <laughs> um and uh has that made it into the joy of kosher yet the shakshuka oh uh, no? sure we did a video for shakshuka no. a quick and easy shakshuka so um uh, we work with Sabra, and they've got a great Mediterranean right. Now I'm feeling guilty. I'm not a shakshuka fan. A what? So now I'm feeling guilty. Yeah. I mean, have you tried a good shakshuka? I don't know. Maybe I just haven't had the good one yet. Either I... you or your wife should look up my video right. on joyofkosher.com. Just Google shakshuka, and maybe you'll make that one, and then you'll love it. All right. I have a feeling that you may finally have the answer for me. Right. Jamie Geller is here. Life in Israel is what it's all about. What about transitioning? What about transitioning the business in general? I mean, yeah. is this something that you can... I give, give a word of either advice or sure. encouragement to people who are listening. I mean, it's it's not easy to sure. pick the whole operation up and move. What would you say to people who are wondering if they could take their own, you know, self-made business or right. their own, uh, you know, uh, self-employment and bring it to Israel? Sure. No, I don't want to say anything's easy. I hate when I tell people that Aliyah is amazing. What I mean, it's amazing. It's not easy, but right. it's amazing. So, um, look, I do travel back and forth. I think pick a community that's close to the airport. So that's, that's really great. Yeah, I mean, it makes a big difference to be half hour, you know, door to door from the airport. So that's really wonderful. And I think, um, you know, I was nervous about traveling and leaving my family. But especially if you live in a little bit of an Anglo community where either one parent or the other parent is doing it, and the kids don't feel so alienated. It's like this week, her father's away. Next week, my her mother's away. Uh, you know, we share Shabbos. Yeah, I see my um, daughter's best friend. Her father's right here right now. You know, they <laughs> want to spend Shabbos together because each of the parents were away. So it's, you know, like they can relate to each other. So... Look, you know, you have to make it work. You have to do your best. And it's nice to have a support system, like a great spouse or a great uh, friend or neighbor that helps out while you're gone. But some travel is, you know, necessary for sort of keeping a business afloat. The airport strategy is very impressive. Yeah. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. You have 10 minutes in the airport. It makes a big difference, I guess. That's for sure. For sure. Uh, Well, Jamie Geller, I thank you. Best way for people to access your work would be? Joyofkosher.com. Simple as that. Yeah. And what made the cover of the Passover issue? A steak. Isn't that funny? Yeah, so it's not going to be for the Seder, obviously, because we don't do the roasted meats, but uh, we show how to make the perfect steak. One of the great things about the magazine is not only do you see great seasonal recipes, but we teach you how to... Do something perfect every time. So this is the episode, the issue of how to make a perfect steak. You know when we would eat steak in our house? of Pesa. Very good. Okay. Because you need something to eat. You, know? you need to be full. Especially the, here. Yes. You know, the Seder starts like 8.30 at the night. The meal is and it's even later than ever, whatever you think it's going to be. Right. You really have right. to. The hardest thing, I always say, feeding kids before Shabbos or feeding kids before the Seder. Right. 
Very so, difficult. Yeah. And they all want to stay up, and of course, they usually can't. Yes. <laughs> Jamie, I thank you. And thank a Chag so Kasher V'Sameach. Chag Kasher V'Sameach to you, too. Thank Great you. Great to see you. All uh, the best. Jamie Geller, of course. Joy of Kosher, everybody. Oh, yes. Oren says he must have a photo of what's happening here. <laughs> Um, make sure to check out the Joy of Kosher website, and of course, you just search Jamie Geller. And you She'll know, I'm moving to Oren's neighborhood. I'm moving to Emerald. That's why I'm here. Holy cow! Yes, yeah, so I want to have, make sure I have great neighbors at Emerald Heights and Ramat Beit You've got to put in a good word for me. Yeah, you've got to put in a. Good Should he word be for our me. neighbor? Should yes, you got to. You got to. Maybe I'll have good shakshuka if I finally move next door right. to you. You gotta get, you gotta get a good so, word in. I know, Emerald Heights is the place to be in Mishka Fine. That's what they're calling it, Emerald Heights. That's the place. That's where we're living. We're gonna check it out. All right, more coming up. This is the Nachum Siegel Network as we continue from the, uh, mega event. This is a mega event. It's the Nefesh Benefesh mega event. Everybody out there is invited to participate by going to nbn.org.il or calling 8664-ALIYAH. That's 8664-ALIYAH. You make sure to get all the information you need about moving to Aretz. Maybe you can be on a flight this summer. How do you like that? That would be pretty amazing. More coming up. Keep it here at the Nachum Siegel Network. open desert tent history's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load and brighter than the sun you shine Jerusalem you're on my mind you lift my soul you echo the divine Providence that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space, Jerusalem. To you I turn and trace my steps back to you now again. Jerusalem is calling, Jerusalem is calling. Go through the canyons of your mind Until you reclaim the things you left behind It's telling you this just might be the time Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem, 
will keep your dream alive. Jerusalem is calling. Jerusalem is calling. Somehow it seems that that song works into every broadcast we do that has to do with uh, Jerusalem or has to do with Israel. Jerusalem is calling. And yes, a lot of people are answering that call today. Not just to Jerusalem, but to 134 other communities in Israel as part of this uh, Nefesh B'Nefesh mega event. We said this earlier with 42,000 old... And we remember we remember practically the day the Nefesh B'Nefesh started, so we're allowed to shep a little nachas here. 42,000 Olim, 52 chartered flights, and 183 communities. That's the stat I was looking for. 183 communities in Israel that have enjoyed Nefesh B'Nefesh Olim. And we're here today to encourage everybody not just to be at the Crown Plaza during this uh, amazing mega event, but to also check out your own uh, Aliyah application at nbn.org.il. That's nbn.org.il. And to do the same uh, by telephone. If you want to speak toll-free to anybody at the Nefesh B'Nefesh office, it's 8664-ALIYAH, 8664, the number 4, and then A-L-I. Y-A-H. Apparently 1,200 people are trying to get into this building right now, in, in, into this mega event, which is pretty amazing. And it must be the, mo- it must be the most remarkable feeling on the part of the Nefesh Benefesh staff. Maybe the Israeli election actually helped. Maybe there's so much attention being paid to Israel right now that, that that's been one of the great, um, that's one of the great uh, uh, pieces of publicity that Israel has had over the last couple of weeks. Who knows the reason? Whatever the reason is, there seems to be a, uh, a collective pulling at the heartstrings of the Jewish people that's happening from the Holy Land, and it's being exhibited here at the Nefesh B'Nefesh mega event. 
Um, we'll take this quick break. More coming up. This is the Nahum Siegel Network. The uh, Nachum Siegel Network. We are at the Nefesh Benefesh amazing uh, mega event. Earlier we were talking about Haifa. Emily Shapiro would not sit here and speak with us about Haifa because she is the Go South Regional Coordinator. If you know anything about the geography of Israel, thank God I know a little bit. You'll know that Haifa's in the north, but there are a lot of great communities in the south. Emily Shapiro, welcome to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. It's great to be here. Wonderful to have you here. The south, you know, it's funny, in the notes that were handed to me, it talks about the southern front. Is the southern part of it, oh, careful. Is the southern part of Israel still considered a frontier? Well, you know, it's a huge region. <laughs> it certainly is. A lot per- of land. Sixty percent of the landmass of Israel uh, is the is the southern region, and only eight percent of the population. So we're working on it. Imagine that. Um, so I think some places are more frontier than others. I live in Beersheba, um, and when I moved to Beersheba, definitely was considered. What do we call um, Beersheba? The capital of the south? Would that be the accurate? Uh, it is the capital of the Negev. Right. It is, uh, and uh, definitely when I moved there. It, was still considered frontier, but I think now, over the past five years, it's becoming more and more mainstream. Members of my extended family moved to Beersheba in 1972. I probably know them. They're probably my neighbors. Well, not only that, <laughs> you have the same last name as them. Oh, Shapiro. From Derech HaMeshacharim. Oh, I know. You know Dar- Dar- I Dar- definitely know Derech HaMeshacharim. Major, they, major street in Beersheba. When they used to call my aunt the mayor of Beersheba, I would joke with her, it's because you're the only person who lives in Beersheba. <laughs> it's, so not, <laughs> it's not true anymore. It's not true anymore. That's not the case anymore. Besides Beersheba, where else in the south are people moving to? The folks on this August flight that it's coming up this summer that will move to what areas of the south? 
Um, look, our two top cities are definitely Beersheba and Ashkelon. Huh. There's a lovely uh, retiree community in Ashkelon. Lovely group of English-speaking uh, Ashkelonians, Ashkelonites. I wonder what attracted them to Ashkelon. The beach. It's simple as that. The beach. It's a beach town, and um, it's a really lovely from community. Very um, nice. Lots of South Africans, but lots of North Americans uh, as well. Um, so Ashkelon is big. Beersheba is big. Um, and, you know, uh, we have some really interesting people going to places more south than that um, who are really starting new communities as well. And that would give me an example or two. An example. We have a family that just went to Kfar Ritamim, which is a half hour south of Beersheba. Never even heard of it. They, are the, they were the hundredth family. The hundredth mm-hmm. family on the Yishuv. Right. We have another family uh, in a Yishuv called Merchav Am. These are all Dati Yishuvim, and there are 48 families on that Yishuv. All right, uh, help me uh, realize a dream here. Okay. You have or have not had Olim from Nefesh Benefesh to Eilat. Of course. It has happened. Of course. I go there every year, um, and we we have uh, social gatherings in a lot. I have this crazy dream far, of broadcasting look, from a lot. Oh, come. I could get you, uh, I love I could get you a group of English What's speakers. What's wrong with a lot? <laughs> it's such a great place. As Miriam Wallach is, is in agony whenever I mention moving to a lot. Um, we have people who retire to a lot. They sort of think of it as, you know, the Florida. That would not be a close to the airport community, right? No, it's pretty far. It's pretty far. It's pretty that far. That would be. But for for grandparents, it's great. They, you know, because everybody loves to go visit them down there. Someone said to me, if you move to a lot, you'll never get any visitors. But if you do, they'll never leave. That's no, what they, that's no, what no people love visiting their grandparents in a lot. Oh my gosh! All right, we'll see if that dream ever comes true. Emily Shapiro is here, the Go South Regional Coordinator, Nefesh Benefesh. Do you get a lot of? Where should I go? Or a lot of people already, a lot of that already? Tons. So it's not like, I would think anybody walking into this room already has in mind a place or a couple of choices that they're considering. But you're, you get a lot of blank slate, I need to know where to move to. Yes, a lot of people saying we're looking for community, and a lot of people looking for, to be honest, the only thing they know is Jerusalem Tel Aviv, right. Jerusalem Tel Aviv. Which makes sense. And Where do visitors not, go? Uh, no, but it's, for many of them, it's not a realistic option. Right. It's simply not, it's overcrowded, and it's simply Overpriced not affordable. Right. It's simply not affordable. So then... Past Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, help. They need help. They need guidance. And that's where the Go North and Go South program come in to say there are other options. Right. Um, there's a big, you know, it's on the one hand a tiny country, but there are a lot of possibilities outside of the center. Right. And for those who love to see empty areas of Israel grow, it's the amazing. South is the amazing. I've been in Beersheba for the past five years. It's not recognizable to when I just in five I years. In the past five years have been probably the the most uh, quick development that's taken place in Russia. Right. And not to, I, I, I don't like to bring up negative points, especially a day like today, but. Uh, you mentioned Ashkelon. You talk about Beersheba. The war last summer I- increases the the trepidation, or basically, you know, it was look. It was a really, really tough summer. But yeah. what was fascinating, really fascinating and inspiring, is that none of our Alim on the um, planes last summer canceled their Aliyah. And they all went to the city they, they said they were going they to. They said they went to where they were going to go. They could they be going to Ashkelon during, during that afternoon. The, during the war, they came straight to the air, from the airport to Beersheba to right. Ashkelon. Nobody canceled. And our numbers of interest in the South didn't didn't change. If anything, they went up, which is it was really fascinating for us to see that. Unbelievable. Surprising, but 
inspiring. So if 200 people from today end up uh, moving to Israel this summer, which is basically the statistic we've been given based on prior experience, and you guys look at the numbers very closely, how many do you think will go to the South? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, do you think 25% of that or even more? Um, that would be great. Look, our last year we had 200 Olim coming to, uh, for the year right. coming to the South. Uh, the other thing that we're working on in addition, though, to direct Aliyah is also relocation to the South. So we work with Olim who Already have moved, you know, five years ago to the center, but they said, okay, we're ready for something new or we need something new. Right. So we work with those as well. So we worked with 200 relocators last year as well. Um, so together, those numbers are starting to build much stronger communities in the South. It's incredible. Incredible what's going on. All right, Emily Shapiro. Hope to see you in a lot. Come visit. If I make it there, I'll host one of those social events for you. How do you like that? That would be fabulous. What a commitment. Someone call my wife. Tell her we made that commitment. <laughs> Emily, thank you. It was a pleasure. Hope today's a big success. Emily Shapiro, Amen. she guides the Go South Regional Campaign. Uh, she could tell you about life in Israel's South. And uh, those of you out there who are interested in the South or any area of Israel, you go to the website, nbn.org.il or 8664-ALIYAH, nbn.org.il or 8664-ALIYAH, and you'll be able to uh, get all the information you need. Simple as that. My name is Nachum Siegel. We're at NSN, the Nachum Siegel Network, on the web at nachumsiegel.com and jamnam.org. The video is up. It's live. You can watch the whole thing live right now. Check it out. Uh, go to nachumsiegel.com and check out our video. It is uh, the actual video of what's happening here in the um, in the at the mega event at the Crown Plaza. Go back to some music, and then we'll be back with more of our special guests. Met a lot of great people so far, including Rabbi Fast, who joined us earlier, Mark Rosenberg, Rachel Berger, or with us earlier, and uh, we'll go to this from Arye Kunstler. Continue with more at the Nachum Single Network.
I'm holding up uh, to the camera. Now, I'm just asking you very fast as I do this. Is this, this is Machane Yehuda or not? Where is this? This is Machane Yehuda? So they actually did one of the Make Yourself at Home campaign ads that everyone's been seeing in all the different uh, newspapers over the last, uh, magazines over the last few weeks. They actually did these on the spot. They're not Photoshop. We went through that already. But this one is in Machane Yehuda. This is the Machane Yehuda market. That one's in Machane Yehuda. This is the beach you were alluded to earlier. Yeah. This is in Tel Aviv. This was actually a couch put on a Tel Aviv street Yes. for people to feel at home, make yourself at home, etc. You see that, ZK? That's a Tel Aviv street. Let's go through this a couple more This is the famous here. Tel Aviv Agam uh, water. Right, that's the Agam fountain over there. Thank you. And this is what? A, uh, a family. A family that's made Aliyah to Israel. 
I guess so. They're not photoshopped. No. <laughs> They're real. <laughs> They're real. They're a real family. This is also in the streets of Jerusalem? Where is this? Is this streets of Jerusalem? ZK, where is this one? Jerusalem? I think it's a Tel Aviv one. This is so. Tel Aviv. Here's the Agam Fountain, another Agam Fountain. And this, this one beautiful. is... Un- I love that one. This is the one, anybody who has been near the old city, near the Kotel, uh, you know what this is. This is that walkway right next to the walkway on the side of the old city walls. And that is one way to relax. That is one way for a family to relax. And I, I get what gets me in this shoot again is that nobody, at least in the frame of the picture, nobody is staring and wondering what's going on. But Rabbi Fast says there are some great outtakes, which in fact would prove that people were mesmerized by the whole operation. Make yourself at home right here at the Crown Plaza, and then make yourself at home in Israel by heading to the Holy Land with Nefesh Benefesh. They're at eight six six four Aliyah. You could also log on. NBN.org.il, NBN.org.il for all the information. Uh, today's mega event has attracted over 1,200 people. It is a record. They've had in these six, seven, eight hundreds before, never 1,200. Uh, they've attracted a crowd that now looks like has uh, made the Crown Plaza too small for this operation. Mega event that takes place again is going to have to be at a different location. How do you like that? What do you have to say to that, Mary Mollick? <laughs> I just realized I haven't spoken to you on this show the entire I time. I know. How are you? Seat. Oh, my thanks. Have a seat and look at the camera. Amazing. Turn to go over there? Whatever you want. Should but I you can myself? turn that around. Okay. Look okay. at the camera. There she is. Hey, how's it there going? There she is, everybody. After a weekend of rest, there she is. <laughs> so I look, do incredi- I look all rested? The incredible Miriam L. Wallace. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I mean, my heart is in a lot at the moment, but I'm fine. Okay. You will uh, go south. Well, no, the, the truth is, no. I, I'm looking for a place where, in isolation, I can conduct a network, do my shows. Well, isolation will be what at, you get, because I'm not coming down to it. And relax in a very nice, pleasant environment. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Why you would move where if you moved to Israel tomorrow? The truth of the matter is, is that I've always said, as long as you get me in the country, it doesn't matter to me where I am. There you go. So, you would, so you would go for a lot. I would go for a lot. Me thinks Stephen Wallach, not so much. So you'd go some other area. Exactly. Well, whatever Exactly. But we've Whatever it is, good luck. Amir Sashem by us. Amen. By the way, you, you can't think that this kind of energy could have been photoshopped in. Look at the faces. Those are real faces. I'll tell you the problem. And this is, and, and Rabbi Fast may not, may, he may have taken more offense to this only because he's not as familiar anymore with what goes on in this country. He's not as cynical as we are? <laughs> well, no. It's just that <laughs> when you're here in the U.S. and you're surrounded by these campaigns, which are so obvious, I shouldn't say obviously, okay. that really look good, but you end up finding out they're not really good. Mm-hmm. Like like when you hear about wedding crashing videos and you find out that they really didn't crash the wedding and stuff like that. I you, was going to make that reference, right. but I didn't. So you just start to assume right. that everything is a falsehood. So when I saw these, There's I said, no look. truth in this world. I said, look, they look I really know. authentic. But look how happy they are. You can't fake that. I guess. I don't there, know. You can't fake that. Those are that's real. That's good energy. There's in those one pictures. missing. They should have put a couch. Ours. They that's should, what's missing. They, our picture. They should have put one in the middle of Kraft Stadium on the field. They should have put a couch right back in the middle of Kraft Stadium. Yeah, but that could have been anywhere. What? Come on. You could recognize Kraft Stadium with the I background of Jerusalem. I could recognize Kraft Stadium. Come on, with the background okay. of Jerusalem, of course. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, so that campaign, obviously very effective because everyone's talking about it. Lots of fun people we've met here today, by the way. 8664 Aliyah for Nevis like. Um, well, we saw Nachum Joel at the beginning of the show, yes. before the show was on, actually. Nice gentleman. Yes, he was wonderful. Looks he's a Maccabee, by the way. He is a Maccabee. Yeah, just because you think he's a regular guy. No, no, he's a Maccabee. Right. And uh, it was great to see Jamie. She is enjoying her Aliyah, that is for sure. Jamie Gell is one of the happiest people I ever met. She's always happy. 
Jones we still like her, though. I know. I'm yeah, saying. okay. <laughs> My tendency would be to not, but <laughs> right. she's just so right. happy. <laughs> right. She's uh, legitimately happy. And by the way, as always, we need to thank Yael Katzman. We need to thank Tani Kramer, right. Ari Shulkman, everyone who's behind the scenes here at Nefesh Benefesh. Make sure that we are totally set up. And Zalman. Of course. Whose name used to be ZK until you started calling him Zalman a couple of weeks ago. I did. Only when I'm angry with him. Zalman? I don't know why you switched <laughs> it back to Zalman. I don't know. It's fun to call him Zalman. If you want to see the video of everything going on here, just go to NahumSiegel.com right now. Go to NahumSiegel.com right now. This is the NahumSiegel Network. We'll continue with this hit. We got. If we're doing an Aliyah show, we got to do this song. Simple as that. Here we go. gentlemen in our audience, we have had some distinguished guests here today. We have had some incredible guests here today, some of the icons of Israeli society. But we have not had till this point, here look at the camera, we have not had till this point, according to my son, the most well-connected person in the world, that's what he claims. Yosef Siegel says that Shachar is the most connected person in the world, that's the impression you made on him. Uh, shalom, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network. Shalom, shalom, thank you for having me. I want to remind everybody, Shachar is the, can we say the official photographer for Nefesh Benefesh? Would that of work? Of course. Yeah, official photographer for Nefesh Benefesh. Lift that up a drop. Uh, this is a very exciting week. We have the mega event today, and then Tuesday, you know what happens in Israel? Um, you know what happens? Big elections. In, in big elections. It's a day off, right? Is it yeah. a day off on Tuesday? You see, so if you will make it on time, if you make Aliyah today, you can make it to vote. 
you can you can vote on Tuesday. Uh, he's kidding, folks. That's uh, no way. This is the only state. As soon as you go in, you become a, a citizen and you can vote. Over here, it will take you a few years until you can vote. Right. But in Israel, it's if immediate? you make Aliyah tonight, it's Sunday night. Go tomorrow, make Aliyah, and by Tuesday you can vote. And you can vote for the right person. I wouldn't say right, but did I'm you saying just, to the did vote. Did you just say right, Shaka? No, no, I'm saying the right person. Right, no, I'm kidding. Um, are you going to be in Israel Tuesday or you're going to miss the vote? I'm going to miss the vote. You will and miss that, the vote. That's, that's you actually, have important work in this country. You, oh, can't, you can't be everywhere, Shaka. I cannot afford it. But, you know, it's that's impossible. a big issue, actually, about Israelis who live outside of Israel, if they should vote or not. Right. If And we don't, we don't have, not like Americans, that regardless where you're going to be in the world, you can vote during election. Correct. Israelis, only officials, only uh, uh, diplomats, you know, can vote. Otherwise, you have to be in the country. You have to be in the country right. uh, uh, in order to and vote. And you were thinking, should I go back, this and that, but you said, you know. You know, in the early, in the 90s, actually, uh, with, if you remember, Tower Hair. Right, sure. Uh, they used to do, like, the election, uh, election special. Election special, $150. And, <laughs> Even Shachar knows about Tower. That's unbelievable. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So me and all the Hasidic guys, with the Vizhnitz Hasidis, you know, <laughs> we used to go to, uh, to Israel. I and, love uh, it. I love it. For some reason, they used to go with a bunch of I don't know how they made it, but it's a whole different discussion. Shaka, don't give away all the secrets. Come on. It's a whole different discussion. Unbelievable. Um, The most recent time you were with the Prime Minister was how many weeks or months ago? Um, actually, when uh, when he traveled to the UN, when he traveled yeah. to the United Nations, you saw so, him during uh, that trip. Yeah, of course. I traveled with him for a few days, and uh, um, um, I didn't have a chance to go with him uh, to, to DC. But um, how was his demeanor back then? Was it all right? Was he okay? Back then, you know. You know when he arrived to the U.S., you know, he has a, a, I think Obama said once, actually, in, in a private meeting, that if, if Netanyahu would be American, it would be a Republican. So, obviously, he has his own teams running after him, you know, right. over here in the States. But uh, He does have a lot of Republican fans, you have to admit. Especially uh, in Congress. A lot of Republican fans for the prime minister. Of course. Uh, but they don't vote in the Israeli election. Not yet. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll be very happy to have another star on the Israeli on the American flag, and then it's, we'll solve all the problems. But uh, no, I don't. Sure. I don't see that happening in the near future. Wow. Uh, tell everybody in this audience how wonderful Sukkot was in Lower Manhattan. Wasn't oh my that, God! Wasn't I, that an uh, amazing chag? I can't remember this guy who invited me to 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 his sukkah, but. Uh, had a wonderful, wonderful Sukkot with great, great people. It was a wonderful. Good menu, right? Good menu. Nice hey, food. You know, I can't complain. Looking forward for uh, it was really the next beautiful. one. When is the next one? Uh, the next one is next Sukkot, believe it or not. What about Passover? You don't invite Ooh, me to Passover? Oh, are you going to be here? Uh, for the second one. That's it. You're in. That's it. You're in. in. Beautiful. Saturday night, second Seder. Shachar is choosing our home for the <laughs> for his second Seder. I love it. I love it. Oh, we can't wait to welcome you there. Um, uh, also... You plan on being on the uh, next Nefesh Benefesh flight, which will be a charter flight this coming summer, right? Of course. You'll be on the big flight. It is an ex- I know you've done this a hundred times, but it is an experience that has, I don't know, it must send chills up your spine every time it happens. It well, first, I'm sure uh, uh, Prime Minister Herzog will be there, you know, and uh, 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 will greet us at the airport. What? Go ahead. What? Yeah. Okay. We, we caught that. Okay. <laughs> Prime Minister Herzog. Uh, is he a big Paralia guy? I hope. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. You but know, there's an like, excitement. If you look at his record, look. The, the, the guy, the guy, his father was the president of right. Israel. His grandfather was the, the, the chief rabbi. rabbi. You know, the, it's a real, uh, um, you know. But uh, um, to be honest, each and every, I think this will be the 51st, 52nd right. flight, 51, you know, right. 51. Each and every flight, uh, such a special moment because you know we live every day. You know, we, we go to Israel, we visit Israel, but the fact that you move to Israel. You go to Israel, and over there, as soon as you land, you feel 
belong. It and, is incredible. And, and it's a really, really, really incredible feeling. Incredible. Two quick sports questions. Were you shocked New England beat Seattle? Uh, no. And secondly, are you aware that there's a soccer team in Yankee Stadium today? Yes. What do yes, you think they're of playing five o'clock. What do you think? Playing five o'clock. That's it. You know, that's it. Cadurregel, Cadurregel, New York. Wake up, America. Makala. You know, that's it. Wake up, America. You know, only in America you go to the World Series yeah. and it's only American, you know, teams right, playing. Right. They call it the World you know? Series. Exactly. So it's, come on, guys. You know, it's like or football you play with your hands. So it is like. There's something wrong here, huh? Exactly. Shaka, you're the best. Thank you very much. Looking forward to second setter. We'll see you at the second seder, and we will, of course, hopefully see Shaka in Israel in the next Nefesh Nefesh flight. It's amazing. With Prime Minister. With Prime Minister fill-in-the-blank. Here we go. Enjoy. Prime Minister (laughs) fill-in-the-blank. Thank you. You're sitting next to Shaka. No, 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 no. I sit next to Shaka on the flight. It's as simple as that. I don't, gi- I don't give it up. Chag Sameach and Tadaraba. There he is, the legend himself. If you're wondering who Israel's number one photographer is, it's Shachar, everybody. He's the number one photographer. He travels with the prime minister. He travels with the president. He's the one who documents everything. And, of course, he loves to be a commentator for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and we thank him for that. More coming up. This is the mega event, the Aliyah mega event at the Crown Plaza in New York. Ah, <laughs> ah, 
The Malcolm Siegel Network is live today from the Crown Plaza in New York City because the Aliyah Mega event, Nefesh Benefesh, is taking place. Daniel Eisenberg, you may recall, <laughs> we were with him. I can't say he was with us. We were with him when he was actually making Aliyah with his family on the July flight and back all the way back in 2014, uh, right in the middle of the war, believe it or not, in uh, uh, in the sky. We were speaking with him in the sky between New York City and Ben Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv. Daniel Eisenberg, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much. Where are you living in Israel? I'm living in a community called Neve Daniel. Oh, of course. We're 20 minutes south of Jerusalem yeah, in the, in the uh, Judean Hills. Loving it. How has the adjustment been so far? So much better than we could expect it. We uh, we came. We were welcomed by a whole community. We um, everywhere we went, people are singing with us. Uh, <laughs> our kids are. It's uh, not just at the airport. Huh? Not just at the airport. <laughs> uh, it was, at the airport, there was barely anybody there. Oh, that's was, right. You were part of the uh, the the um, scale down version of the welcome in Israel. Yeah. Yeah, we remember that. Um, and uh, the kids uh, started going to school. Um, they're speaking Hebrew already. How old's your oldest? My oldest is 10. Wow. And uh, I've got another boy, he's 5, and a baby, he's 2. Um, what about employment? Were you able to find something in Israel that you're enjoying? So um, I was I was concerned what was going to be coming to a country where um, I worked in the States as a chiropractor, but right. I got uh, run over by a bus. So that's sort of... Oh, right. And, we and talked about that, right. It ends a chiropractic career. Right. Um, and I knew I was going to go to Opan. But I was also looking for something, you know, when I'm not in Opan to keep me busy. Right. So I have what I call a Nishabas Gretan job. <laughs> Which means? Uh, I was invited to someone's house for lunch, maybe my second week there. And he's asking me, what do you do? I'm like, this, Nishabas Gretan, that, that. At the, uh, you know, Kamaftala, I have a, uh, I have a part-time job. I work for a company that helps um, Israelis and Olim who uh, have money in foreign currency but need to uh, bring it over in shekels. Right. And uh, we do the conversions for them a lot cheaper than uh, the bank. Phenomenal. I'll tell you. How incredible is that? A couple of weeks into your stay and you're already employed. It's, uh, you know, they say, you know, results not typical, but we are so happy. Everything that we thought would be are, is even better. So I, I, I give a bracha to anybody who's thinking about Aliyah. It is possible. And you can live the dream. Amazing. So education-wise, kids are doing well. Kids are great. They're in public school. Right. And uh, they're learning more than they were learning, uh, <laughs> you know, when I'm paying, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. Uh, they're very happy. It's one of the benefits of moving to Israel, the savings and tuition. It's, uh, it's, it's real, and the schools are excellent, excellent schools. So education, kids are doing well. Per- parents are happy with their jobs. Very happy. And uh, and life in the Bay Daniel, as you described, very comfortable, nice. It's great. As good as can be expected. We went from a small apartment in Riverdale to a large home with a big yard. It's uh, you know an upgrade. What's the snow in like in the Bay Daniel? So now, were you smart enough to bring a snow shovel? So <laughs> not only did I bring a snow shovel, I brought three snow shovels. I remember this right. So this way that uh, all of our neighbors can have uh, you know shovels. The also. only clear walk in the Bay Daniel, right? Yeah, but. But Israelis go nuts. You know, I know. For, it was for, for with us. It was just like a little flurry for them. They're canceling school for right. three days. So <laughs> the kids love it. To, to watch that panic, either there or here, of the Israelis and Jerusalemites go nuts about the snow is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny when you see what goes on and how a little bit of snow, you know, brings everything to a grinding halt. Uh, but we as Americans get to appreciate it. 
Definitely. Well, thanks for joining us here today, and welcome back. Thank you so much. And uh, are you part of the official Nefesh for Nefesh delegation? Or are you no, I'm uh, here. You happen to be in New York? I happen to. I'm representing uh, my company here ah. for the uh, uh, for the mega event. Very good. And that company would be? Israel Transfer. Israel Transfer, it's called. Yep. You need currency of any type, transfer to Shkollum, you'll take care of it. Yep. Special rates, special IsraTransfer.com. Special rates for anybody who's making Aliyah this summer. Ah, I like that. ZK, keep that in mind. If you need to be paid in shekel, this is how it's done. <laughs> Daniel, thank you. We'll see you in Israel soon I'm enough. Vain. Can't wait. Daniel Eisenberg, everybody. A, now a recurring role on the Nachum Single Network year after year. As we've been following everything to do with the Eisenbergs, including their shovel gamach. That is, uh, that is really uh, helping out the people in the Vain.el during a snowstorm. I can tell you that much. Uh, more coming up. This is the Nachum Single Network as we broadcast live from the mega Aliyah event with Nefesh Benefesh. Here's a classic from Ofra Chaza.
yes, we're meeting some amazing people here today. Me- meeting some amazing people, most of whom must remain in confidence. There are people who come to the mega event, as Miriam Wall can attest to. There are people who come to the mega event, and their friends, their family, their place of employment have no idea that they're exploring the option of moving to Israel. Yep, not get, at all. I'll give you an example. ZK is here today. His family, his friends, and his place of employment have no clue that he wants to move to Israel. His no friends idea. and his family don't know that he knows half of the Tzioni songs you've been playing during this show. It's like a Yomatz Modchagiga right if I, now. If I told you ZK's roots, if I told you ZK's roots, you would be shocked that he knows every song we're playing here yeah. today. Trust me. He drifted into that whole seat afterwards, or whatever. Well, that's for another discussion. He's even more excited on these flights than we are. We just don't want to. We don't want right. to ruin his street cred. That's right. You should see him in Israel. I was with him uh, uh, walking through the um, the Shuk back in August of 2013. Good times. And uh, we were in front of the Halava stand, and all of a sudden... Uh, Gravity took over. One of us fell, and and ZK was like, no, not here in Israel. No, come on, not here in Israel. So what, oh, that's what he meant? I thought he right. meant that he's a designer to do what happened in Israel. Oh, he meant not, uh, that not on your mi- watch. Not thousands of miles away. That's yeah. what he meant. Otherwise known as who's going to tell Miriam. Right, exactly. You were standing there. Nished. ZK, get on the air and tell her she was standing there when I fell. Oh, I wasn't. Yes, I was there. You're yeah. right. But I wasn't there when you decided to go you, to You right, were there the at the fall. Right. When I went to the hospital, she was Somehow there. or another, it's still your fault, though, by the way. It let was me, very slippery. It was terrible. Let me say the following, though. You, you, you know I had this vibe following you. Beyond. He always has vibes. <laughs> I was like, you're walking too fast. He also, he also <laughs> had a vibe that I'd save his life when he had a kidney stone. That's a separate story. Can I get a Rabbi Nishalaylam? Rabbi Nishalaylam. Thank you. Now, I will tell you one thing. The funniest part of that story, ZK, I land in New York, go straight to the doctor because, you know, got to go to an American specialist. And the nurse says, and I'm wearing this crazy sling put on me in Hadassah Hospital. And the nurse says, stay right there. So I said, aren't you going to take this thing off? She goes, no, 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 no. I must have the doctor see this. So I said, this wasn't done by a Jewish doctor. She says, are you kidding? The first time I saw it, I knew there was no way it was a Jewish doctor who did this. So anyway, funny story. There you go. From the uh, medical sure. medical thing in Israel. Funny story also is that the doctor who treated me in Terem is featured in one of these Nefesh Benefesh. No, imagine that. I'm like, why does this guy look familiar? Oh, right. The next time I see this man. He put me on antibiotics. There you go. The next time I see this man, here he is. Yes. The next time I see this man. He saved my life. I'm going to ask him. He saved my life. I'm going to ask him what it was like to have Miriam Wallach show up in the middle of the night. Nope. Desperate for some medical attention. During the day. It was during the? It was during the day. Not nearly as dramatic when it's during the day. No, but then he really won't remember me. And it was on my pinky toe. Oh. I know we don't talk about feet and toes and Oof. whatever. Oh, Can't even it. think about it. Anyway, it's this gentleman. So if you think that these Jewish heroes are fictional, no, no, no. Real people, folks. How crazy Real. was Dan Eisenberg That's being here? That's cool. That's very cool that he's here with his company. Do you not remember? only does he move to Israel, not only does he get a job, not only is he doing everything in his power to live life in Israel to the fullest, but in addition to that, ends up here as a vendor with a vendor at the Nevesh Benevesh Mega event. And his flight, that flight was, I mean, to say that was memorable is an understatement. Well, you have to remember something. That flight was... We had police accompaniment down the runway. Correct. I know. That flight was in the middle. Were you on it or not? No, that, that was, was our one day. That was the flight in the middle of the war. Correct. That flight was, oh, right, we recorded, so you didn't have to And do there it. were police boats in the water Correct. as we were taking in off. In the middle of the war, and when we landed in Ben Gurion Airport, there was nobody yes, there. Correct. The airport was empty. Except no Rabbi fix- Lau, who was correct. giving brachot. Rabbi Lau came and uh, some other government representatives because they wanted to make sure that at least, you know, something was there. And um, 
And who was at who was at JFK to send them off? Who told the incredible story about his in-laws making Aliyah during the Yom Kippur War? During the Yom Kippur War Ido from Aharoni. right from Los Angeles. Right, they were living in L.A., right? Correct, they were living, they were in, living LA. in L.A. They left right after the Kippur War to drop everything and move to Israel. Correct, right. and so he gave, and, and now they have grandchildren who are serving in the IDF, right. and he told this unbelievably inspiring story to this group of Olim. Correct. It was uh, Remini- very powerful. Reminiscent of our very own Mayor Weingarten, who when the Yom Kippur War broke out, Motzei Yom HaKippurim, he and his family flew to Israel. Unbelievable. And remembers how all the lights on the plane had to be shut. shut. They were they were flying in the dark over Israeli airspace so that the enemy would not be able to detect the plane. And that is that is something, that isn't is it? That is it. You see ZK? Perfect, perfect my nerve. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, ZK. We're looking forward to our flight this month to Shabbos, well, right? Ske- oh Me gosh, and you. It's this Saturday night. Me and you. This Saturday night we're scheduled to fly to Israel. And we'll be there for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'm sure you'll be sleeping well, in the af- especially after the marathon. I hope so. After yes. the marathon. I hope so. He's, he's wishing me well for my flight. And uh, and then we'll be back in the United States Thursday morning, getting, and then then we'll start getting ready for uh, for the holiday of Pesach. But first, we're going to be at these amazing events that are happening in Israel, which is really cool. So we are uh, we're we're increasing our connection to the There's Holy no Land. There's no strikes like uh, on the horizon in Israel. Oh, don't worry, there will be. <laughs> don't worry. I guarantee you, by next Wednesday night, someone will be on strike. Well, let's see what happens during the election. Then we'll make a decision. You know what happened to me with the with the whole TSA and all that, right? FAA, TSA. He oh, wasn't on that flight. There was a couple of times that we were in the airport that. You know, there was a strike in the in Correct. The no, this was a whole, but this was a whole different level no, of crazy. Is, they prevented me from going back from Israel to the United States. They were really staunch Zionists. They didn't want me leaving Israel right. to go back to the United that States. that was it. And there was a Tseva Adom while we were Thank in Ben Thank you, FAA. FAA tried to teach me a lesson. The next day, I'm flying over to the Alps, landing in Switzerland, and connecting to the U.S. There's, Simple there's as that. There's a story every time. On there's the way back, always a story. On the way back only, usually. There's always right. some type of story. Could you check the weather forecast? Because I'm assuming if we're there, it's going to be pouring the whole time. <laughs> Do you remember when ZK thought he had a lightning strike, but it was a bird strike? It remember was that? a lightning strike. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Let's go to the Alps then. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I spoke to a steward who was on that flight. A they flight said it was a bird attendant. strike. Right. Oh, and a bird strike is not, it's not such a big deal, right? Oh, here we go. Maybe we should now, turn the camera. Now let's compare airline disasters. <laughs> now let's compare airline challenges. Oh my! Gosh. I wish you have a very safe and easy flight, Matzai Shabbat. Very smooth. We're on the same flight, right? We are no, not, we you are and I are on the same flight. flight. Nachum is not. I'm going from Newark. You're going from Newark. Yeah. Yes. How are you going to get there on time? Okay, you know I mean, what? I'm you don't <laughs> do things like that. I'm going to beg them to hold the plane. <laughs> It's going to be fine. But you and I, that's it. Me and ZK and my bottle of red wine, it's going to be fine. should be very interesting. More coming up. This is the Nachum Single Network Live from the Aliyah Mega Event with Nefesh Benefesh. עוד לא ציירתי פרח, עוד לא גיליתי איך, תוביל אותי הדרך, ולאן אני הולך? אההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
Time for our final words from the mega event. Can we wrap things up? I think we need to. There are a number of people who are supposed to be on, but they're running sessions, and it is a packed house here today. So every every hand on deck here. And, and no joke, no joke, some of the people we thought we'd speak to today are not ready to publicly reveal that they're thinking of going to Israel at it's, the moment. Uh, yeah, totally no joke. One joke. after another after another. Either, either both sets of parents don't know or employers don't know. We must have run into seven or eight different potential interviews who would have been great had everybody been informed. ZK's parents have no idea that he's moving this summer. Neither it's does crazy. his wife. His wife doesn't know he's moving Oopsie this daisies. summer. Oopsie <laughs> daisies. Sorry to hear about it on the air. <laughs> oh, well. But that's life, as we say. I thank... We know what everyone knows we're kidding. Oh, the Natsu did. He says the Natsu did. <laughs> uh, leave thank it, you. Leave it to ZK, ZK. for a right. little boost. There you go. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. The video will be up at NahumSiegel.com later today or sometime in the next 24 hours. Video nice. will be up. You'll be able to see the, uh, the proceedings here at the Crown Plaza Hotel and the Aliyah Mega event. Audio will be up later today, correct? Audio will be up later today. You'll be able to hear everything that went on. And we thank everybody at Nefesh Benefesh. They're incredible. They're wonderful, wonderful staff, uh, great partners with us. We, we are privileged to have been uh, a partner so many multiple times in so many of their great projects, including this one today. Miriam L. Wallach, I thank you. Thank you. And time on a Sunday is not easy. It's all good. For this, you got to be kidding me. I know. Now I have to think about this the rest of the day, how I have to move to Israel as soon as possible. Happy week two of the marathon there. Thank you very much. Don't forget to give to the JMNAM fundraiser. JMNAM.org, NalcolmSiegel.com. Become a sponsor of ours and to make this a very successful week ahead. We'll wrap things up with this selection from Yehoram Gaon and close out a Nefesh Benefesh mega event webcast with us right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. כולם אומרים איזה קנון עובר בסמטאות, עושים שלום מכל חלון. כל הכבוד לכולם, היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד. למי למי, 
יש יותר כבוד, כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד, למי למי, תמיד למי, יש יותר כבוד. כשהקרב היה בוער והכיתה לא ששה, המפקד היה אומר, אתה ראשון יא קאזה! כולם ידעו שקאזבלן ראשון תמיד לצעוק, ומאחור הם צעקו, כל הכבוד! כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד, למי למי יש יותר כבוד. כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד, למי למי תמיד למי יש יותר כבוד. אם רק ארצה אצלי תהיה ישר בין הידיים, אך לא אפריע לבחור שלא יתחיל לרעוד, כי זה אצלי פשוט פרינציפ, לי יש כבוד, כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד, למי למי יש יותר כבוד, כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד, למי למי תמיד למי יש יותר כבוד. השעון ישר לג'בליה, אבל אחר כך הוא חוזר, בקטן מאוד, מרים כוסית ועוד אומר, כל הכבוד, כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד, למי למי יש יותר כבוד, כולם היו יודעים אז טוב מאוד, למי למי תמיד למי יש יותר כבוד. 